Welcome back to Space Action Podcast, the official podcast of Space Action Heroes. I am... Oh, a webcomic, right, right. It's been a while. A little rusty. A webcomic you can find at spaceactionheroes.com. I am Chris Carson. I'm Deniso and Shama. So what just happened, DC? So we just spent 40 minutes recording probably the best podcast we've ever done in our... By far. Oh my god. It was actually a pretty good podcast. Truths were discovered. Yep. Uh, Truths that should have been self-evident. There was a lot. There was tears. There was joy. There was everything. We talked about aliens. We talked about movies. We talked about the end of the world. My God. You're going to get none of that this time because it didn't fucking save. Carson checks to see what time we're at. And apparently... What what program are we using? Hey, yeah, go fuck yourself, GarageBand. I don't know where you hid in the settings under 18 fucking menus to record more than 18 seconds. But go fuck a dick. (laughs) GarageBand is the worst. Never use it. Now we're recording on some shitty app where it's probably going to sound like garbage. But you know what? At least it'll sound like something. At least it'll be longer than 18 fucking seconds. That was, um... I, DC <sighs> laughed like he had just murdered his whole family. That was the laugh of a psychopath. And I'm pretty sure my face is still beat red with rage. Yes. <laughs> it was that laugh, you know, like my like anyone who's worked on any creative project or an essay or anything, like up until like 4 a.m. knows it whenever you're just like... <laughs> Everyone's done Everyone who's interesting at least Has done Has broken mentally to the point That they've laughed like a fucking iteration of the Joker yep. And uh, yeah That 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 was that, that happened was Well you know what I think it happens to every podcast So there you go We went how many episodes before that happened We have like 60 episodes that we got through before that happened <sighs> Now we're back with our tired and true recording system So it ain't gonna do nothing wrong <laughs> Wow. Yeah. we can, And, and it, it is on. We are sitting watching it to make sure it fucking records. <laughs> I don't, like, do we even try to recap stuff that we talked about? I don't know. Do we? Here, let me let me get things. I, I got something we can kick off with, mm-hmm. um, and, and we'll segue from there. Um, <clears throat> I saw a film in theaters. Ooh, yes, you did. I, I went to the theaters and saw a film in the past couple months. I checked out uh, Chris Nolan's uh, Tenet. 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 Uh, uh, yeah. Ten, ten it. I've, ten I've heard mostly people say uh, it's not so great. Uh, what the fuck? Is you really, my review? Oh, you. Oh, what the fuck? That's my review. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, I hear there's no story. It's all just visuals. It's visually amazing to the point where I'm still wrapping my head around how he did some shit because mm-hmm. he's a big fan. of What I like about him the most, he's a big fan of as little computer. Oh, practical. Practical. Everything's practical, but. Uh, let me put it this way. Some directors age very well into their self-indulgence, i.e. Wes Anderson. Yeah. Like, the more Wes Anderson he gets... Is the better. It's the better. Like, it's so much fun to watch. Others, Tarantino, <laughs> doesn't really go so well. You're kind of like, you're literally shoving your dirty feet on the glass for me now. Yeah. I get it. I feel like no one's heading towards the Tarantino the camp. Zone. See, I love Tarantino now, but um, I think he's great. But uh, I get what you're saying. You, but like, I, get, I totally get what you're saying. But like, there used to be a time where it was concise in and out. But now he's kind of going for more of the auteur kind of yeah. version of Tarantino. Yeah. Um. I no one's been pushing that for a while. Like especially since Inception, and then with Dunkirk too. 
This one is the most Christopher Nolan-y, Nolan-ish, Nolan that you can Nolan and Nolan that. Like, it's <laughs> it's nuts. It's a, And to the point where, without spoiling anything, simple things that should be easy, like writing in a subplot about blackmail or, you know, a, 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 like, you know, important artifact has to be told with, like, but it's this rare Goya drawing from right, 18 right, something. Right. Like, Do you not know this drawing? Well, this drawing was conceived. I'm like, okay, we get it. You're very into yourself. Like, that's Goya, Goya at least. <laughs> it reminded me a lot of uh, What's His Fuck, who wrote um, Ready Player One. Right. Where it's just like, we get it. You're using your movies as a way to, like, flaunt your expansive vision. knowledge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but for Nolan, it's all about, like, how in he is to like refined arts and yeah. to, like exotic locations his and technology is fake exactly reflecting yeah. that fake accent so after a while dude the number of times i turned to dylan and i was just like i remember the first 20 minutes it started i'm like do you know what's going on right now and he's like no nah. yeah and right. like his <laughs> movies tend to be intentionally misleading like the narrative of everything but then ultimately like uh, inception isn't confusing at all it's a heist movie where they're inside dreams and it's not i, I started rewatching the dark knight a couple nights ago once you get the bells and whistles of it's heath ledger crushing it it's not super straightforward it's super straightforward and doesn't make a ton of sense yeah it's kind of bland to he's be not honest good with, with the story and he's yeah terrible with editing too oh it's it's starting to jump out now yeah. so tenet like all of them does have it's big thing, it's magic trick where you're like, oh, that's the Christopher Nolan of it all. I don't want to spoil that. But like when it happens, you're like, oh, okay, so that's the magic trick. Now I just have to sit through the rest of this movie. Yeah. And then that's where you're, that's I, it. it really runs out of steam. Um, and again, it, none of it really lines up. Like, for example, in The Dark Knight, did the Joker know he was going to get arrested during the car chase? And oh, that's yeah. why he planted the bomb in that guy's stomach because they he knew Lau was sense. being held. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. This yeah. movie's guilty of that, too. When you take a step back, you're like, wait, wait, wait. How did they get there before that guy got there? That doesn't make any fucking sense. The best review I think I heard of Tenet was, um, uh, no matter how hard you try, Christopher Nolan, time will not sleep with you. <laughs> I really didn't like uh, uh, Interstellar, either. That was another one I tried rewatching I before like I went to see Tenet. And within the first five minutes, there's a mock documentary... A father-daughter storyline, yeah. a dying Earth subplot. Hans Zimmer fell asleep on his keyboard. Yep. Uh, conspiracy theorists are revoking that the moon landing ever happened. What was the point of that? It, it, like, <laughs> that's all in the first twenty minutes, and I'm like, dude, what are you trying yeah. to say? Like, and that's yeah. Tenet's kind of guilty of the same thing. Same damn thing. Um, I'll say this much: the last thing on it, when you have literally every ten minutes, two characters walking around the perimeter of a location or riding a subway or a tram giving expository dialogue for about two minutes and then coming back to a 10 minute action scene then you cut back, back to, to the, the 10 minutes it happened it, it's it's so formulaic in that movie predictable yeah where you're just like oh just show me the cool time thing you're gonna do like <laughs> I, I don't fucking care Robert Pattinson's extremely charming I'll give him that <laughs> The Batman? Yeah, the son of Vengeance. Denzel uh, crushing it. Isn't it kind of sad that we're back into the Nolan Batman? Because Zack Snyder fucked up comic-accurate Batman so badly. We're back to real-world armored suit Gritty. Batman. Gritty Gritty. armored suit Batman. What I will give this one, if we're going to segue into uh, 
uh, Batman, or what was his name? I'm the home. Batman. I like to call well, him Patman. Before we jump in, though, can I just briefly recap our welcome back to the podcast? It's been seven months since. Oh uh, yeah, sorry. There's no foreplay there. I just jumped right into it. All that shit we already did once, and it didn't save. So we we welcomed you back. We said there's no more repeats. We uh, clapped at Matt Morrissey for bitching about repeats. Oh, our whole Matt Morrissey chew-out session's it's gone. You said some scathing things about I Matt did. Morrissey. I tore him a new asshole. You really did. Really did. Um, what else? <laughs> we, and talked about the end of the world. We talked about uh, Davy. We talked about. No. Uh, oh yeah, my cat's dead. <laughs> yeah. It was about that subtle of a transition last time too. Um, Davy passed. Uh, dude passed. Dude we also passed. made some cameos on the podcast. That's right. Um, All I'm going to be a father in two weeks. Oh my god, we did lose that. <laughs> we lost that whole segment. Wow. Yeah, and, and and I just don't have it in me to just re- recreate that conversation. I kind of feel like you guys walked into a movie halfway through right. and we're giving you the shittiest update about, like, okay, so happened? this guy's yeah. going to be a dad. Uh, I think the guy's cat died. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> I just can't bring I just don't have the, the will the, <laughs> just, to do it all over again. So... So, brief recap, the world's ending, we're all dying from a fucking virus, uh, there's a civil war about to happen in the States, pets are dead left and fucking right. Red Dead Redemption 2 Online is a great time. It's a great time. Great time. With a lot of racists in it. Lots of racists. And, um, Hamilton is over-fucking-rated. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we got that far, but... I don't think we got to Hamilton. <laughs> I was about to bring up Hamilton and how just embarrassing of, a, of an ego project it really is. Mm. But, um... Yeah, let's talk about Batman. <laughs> let's talk about Robert pa- Battinson. Batman. 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 Yeah. He looks weird as Bruce Wayne, and they're doing the crow thing with the, uh, the, the black hair. makeup around his eyes and the mm-hmm. greasy long hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I like the black makeup around his eyes. He seemed more like a Robin than a Batman. I kind of like the idea that, for one, they're finally acknowledging that, yeah, he puts black makeup around his eyes, it okay? It like... into the Burton-verse because of how weird Tim Burton's world is, Beetlejuice with the black eyes. Everyone always has black eyes in Burton world, and the, and the Gotham was so abstract and strange. Mm-hmm. But in this real-world thing, I it's going to be weird that he's putting on... I think one, Black it's makeup. it's for like showing how he's still kind of green, and he's crazy? and also the fact that <laughs> well, no, because like you know every Batman, Bale, uh, fucking Affleck all the way through Keaton, they always put that little bit of black around their oh, eyes, yeah. it's and just then for camera trick, you're not exact, supposed to be there. They tried to fuck. Remember in uh, Batman Begins, they tried to they trick you into thinking that because they they show the shot where Alfred busts the cowl, and they included the little eyelids. And I'm like, it. we all know it's yeah. not his eyelids. They paint it black. It's just for the camera to so pick I, it up. Yeah. Maybe it's part in the movie because remember how awkward it is in Batman Returns when Keaton pulls off his fruit roll up cowl. And you know that would have been perfect in a Tim Burton movie to have had this oh, greasy yeah. slicked black makeup on yeah. him. Would have been awesome. Maybe it was the reverse of that. They're like, well, he's green in this one. We want to show he's kind of like you said a rob, but he's kind of a rookie at all this. Yeah. Maybe he's this looks all fucked up with his black makeup on because yeah. he just finished a job and it's not going well. Yeah. Because that Paul Dano, he's a little scamp. Here's the thing. I'm not a huge fan of um, the Planet of the Apes movies. I think they're incredibly... You son of a bitch. I just think like they're fun movies but they're objectively super simplistic. There's not a lot to them. How dare you. They're not like... There's no great revelations of any kind of aspect of humanity in it. It's, it's like the first one is Apes Escape and we learn not to mess with monkeys. The second one is like the foils of humanity that stop peace from from occurring because there's always that one guy mm-hmm. 
that, that fucks it all up. And the third one is The Great Escape meets Exodus. Yeah. It's pretty basic storytelling. It's just, yeah, it's just, turns. it's a retelling of, like, the Moses story through right. the lens of monkeys. So I feel like this, just watching this trailer, it's going to be that this mayor fucked with Riddler and he's showing Batman that his work for the police is not the the greatest thing because the police are corrupt and they're protecting criminals who are, are ju- like duly elected criminals and Batman's gonna have to wrestle with this idea of like especially for the 21st century mm-hmm. of like well I work for the side of the good but the good's not so good and it seems very I, I guarantee it's gonna be pretty sophomoric in its execution of um, its themes well, you know what I, I mean well I think I'm most interested in is if they can actually write a smart detective story with that's like, what le- I'm hoping with for. legit clues and stuff like a, like a film noir or like a seven is of the vibes I'm definitely it's getting very much trailer. and um, also Nolan's Batman there's even the shot of him going up a stairwell like just in oh Batman yeah Begins. that's right that's right yeah um but I, as long like that's what I'm really banking on like remember whenever Ant Man came out we didn't know it was going to be a cool heist movie mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping the same thing here where they're just like for once he's actually going to prove he's quote the world's greatest, greatest detective, detective and he just solves a mystery I hope so too. But I do feel like that's going to be, that's going to be like the almost the B story, and the A story is going to be this corrupt mayor and finding out that he's corrupt, and Batman having to turn against the people he's working with, the cops, because they're in on it. Because Cotham's always known for the sure, corrupt cops, sure. anyways. And I think they're going to take that to the 21st century nith degree. And I think it's I don't know I don't know I I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that guy of his work so I don't know we'll see I like those apes movies man I I, don't, I, don't know. I, I can I say they're, they're good. objectively they're good yeah. subjectively to me I find them kind of boring and obvious I I, well, I think the core of that whole apes trilogy is just like watch Andy Serkis fucking make a CGI oh, sure. chimp the most fascinating character like he's like Clint Eastwood in the Dollars trilogy. Like, the world just kind of orbits around him. Around he him, doesn't yeah. really influence the decisions. So I kind of, like... That performance is amazing. Exactly. Wrong. So, like, I think that's... Like, you, they, it, when you said, like, yeah, they're totally just recreations of stories I've been told, but I think he's the glue that holds it all together. I'm hoping maybe Pattinson pulls something out. Cause I'm not I, a fan of him as Batman so far. He's just doing the Bale voice, too, and his armor looks like Bale's armor from Dark he Knight. He reminds me of um, more of Charlie Cox in uh, Daredevil. Because well, he, he say he's supposed to I'm say I'm vengeance. Batman, but I'm then vengeance. he twists it and says I'm vengeance. But he's kind of doing. He's but not he, quite as bad as Bale, but he's like. You remind me more of Charlie Cox because again, I said so? I think I said on this podcast, man. What's more terrifying than a man who knows how to break your bone arm in four places? And then he whispers threats at you. Like, tell me where the money is. Like, that's the creepiest fucking thing. <coughs> Bale was a parody by the end. He was the way. Like, yes. So that's what that feels like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not that bad. But he is still doing... Like, I liked... Like, Zack Snyder fucked up comic-accurate Batman so badly. Sure. But there are elements of it I enjoyed. Like, I liked the idea that Batman would have a little voice changer. Just a modulator. Just, just to modulate his voice a little. Because he's got a secret identity. And right. he's one of the most famous people in the world. So you'd have to hide. Just doing this might not be enough. You know what I mean? They like to change shit up, though, DC. Remember whenever they fucking released that one cut with Bane's crazy radio voice and it was too much, so they redubbed the entire fucking movie? Do you remember the fuck you of that? Because test audiences said they couldn't understand him, so that's why Bane sounds like he's two inches from the mic, just like... That's why he's like that. That was, yeah, probably overmodulated the shit out of that. But that was Chris Nolan actually was kind of bitchy when he was asked about it. He was like, well, no one could understand it, so we made sure they could. Oh, that was his, uh, you know, like Brad Pitt and Snatch? That was that story? Oh, his pikey accent? Guy Ritchie was pissed that, like... They had to subtitle him. He, well, he was like, Vlogstock came out and, like, you know, got him a lot of acclaim, but all these American critics were like, 
oh Jesus, like I can't understand anyone saying what anyone's saying. There's no recognizable faces in this movie. This is a travesty. Blah blah mm. blah. So he was like, "Fuck you on two fronts. I'm gonna cast Brad Pitt in the next movie, and you know what? Gonna He's gonna be yeah. so unintelligible. Even characters in the movie aren't going to be able to understand him. Yeah. Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seemed a little. It's sort of like when Nolan came out for Rises and was like, "Yeah, oh, I tried at the MTV Movie Awards. Part threes are hard. I tried." It was that same kind of like, eh, about Bane. I think and my other problem, like, not a problem, like, I'm, I'm going to see the the Batman no matter oh, sure. what, just to see, like, I mean, what if we get into theaters by then. It, this, I mean, if I'm going to see Zoe Kravitz fucking play Catwoman. Her little, her weird little Catwoman, uh, uh, like, um, um, hoodie. Toque. Towel. It's like a toque mm-hmm. that she cut a hole in. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a little, she looks like a Finn from Adventure Time a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just. My only problem is there's a bit of Batman fatigue because we've seen so many variations of this dude in what? Yeah, take take a decade off. Guys. Yeah, it's like 30 years. We've had four different versions, five, and it's kind of like, all right, I'm looking forward to this, but... Do you remember when Batman Begins felt too soon and that was like 14 years after Batman and Robin? And five, five movies and two Batman ago. Three uh, Batman ago. Yeah. Well, no, because Batman and Robin was 97 and then that was 2004, Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. So it was only six or seven years, and that and it felt too soon. Yeah. Now it's like a new Batman every day. <laughs> Pretty much. We got three now, now that Keaton's coming back. So many Jokers. Oh, yeah, Keaton's back. Yeah, so there's at least three official ones now. I think Affleck's still back in the mix because of that movie, too. Because of the multiverse movie. So mm-hmm. that pretty much guarantees that's where Marvel's going, because DC is really solid, uh, c- uh, consistent in their stealing Marvel's ideas and rushing it into production. That's going to be fucking maddening that's where that's yeah. where the walmart and the whole like what do you call it Coke, the pepsi challenge of it all comes in where it's just like there's two big brands they yeah. have the exact same fucking product yeah. and it's just everyone's gonna lose artistic integrity I well think, dc's at that been point. doing it since um civil war because that's why i remember marvel got pissy about it because obviously like they internal studio notes and and everything everyone knows what everyone's doing it's just mm-hmm. the public that's not really allowed to know but um batman v superman was like announced put into production and released before Civil War Civil War and that's why Kevin Feige came out and was like well fuck you then we're going to release it on the same day uh, and then that forced their hand to change the release date of Batman v Superman they've been doing that consistently like if you watch it's bad blood it goes back a long ways yeah, I imagine it's yeah. no longer the, the distinguished competition no but if you watch the Marvel Cinematic Universe and then watch the DC Cinematic Universe it's like oh they're one step ahead but only because they rushed production so they're one step behind, but they release before in order to undermine Marvel. But they're right. stealing all their ideas. So I think it pretty much guarantees... You know what's hilarious in that story? Mm. Is that it took, what, 10, 15 years before someone knows, one of them, either team was just like, yo, we haven't put a woman in any of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> we should put a woman as the main character. Something, somewhere. It had to be brief fucking Larson. Uh, I thought uh, Gal Gadot was up first. Was mm. she not the first one? Again, I wonder. Yeah. If they rushed that yeah. through to beat Brie Larson. yeah. 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 But, um, I, I mean, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, but, like, I think Know Who's Changing Up, I think that looked promising out of everything so far, that uh, WandaVision show, the one I was dumping on the most. That's the one that's going to introduce the multiverses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks like that, because at least that, they're going, like, she's weird, and mm-hmm. he's weird, so we can just do whatever we want. And you she know? was responsible for um, the whole comic book plotline where she wished away all the mutants. Oh, at the House of M? House of M. Yeah. Because yeah. she has that insane, incredible amount of power. And then someone pointed out the ball of wine in the trailer is like Maison de Mont Blanc or something so it's House of Oh and, is it? Yeah. And uh. so that leads right into Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness which is the only thing I'm looking forward to because mm-hmm. it's Sam Raimi. Yeah. Raimi 
Raimi coming mm-hmm. back. Hopefully, Sony's going to be a little bit lenient with the license. Oh, give I me don't... a Toby cameo. Oh yeah, just give me a Toby. Like even if he's in a Multiverse portal. Of Madness. Come on. Yeah. Hey, isn't it crazy though that Endgame really was? Because we're going to absolutely movie studios. All they care about is money. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we talked about. I want to bring up White Panther again. Remind me of that. <laughs> But um, they're quickly realizing they don't have to pay the theater their cut if they just release it on their streaming services. So they're going to be pushing for at-home entertainment going forward. Avengers Endgame really was the end game of theatrical blockbusters. Of a lot, yeah. That was kind of it. And I really think Marvel's done. I think they're going to flounder now for the next few years and not make as much money. And I think they're going to reinvent themselves, maybe go more TV. Like, they'll always be around, but Marvel as we know it is kind of done well, cinematically. They, they've always been, and not subtly, like they, they proudly say, like, you know, they, they homage Star Wars and almost everything. They've had to have learned watching another franchise go through the Just exact burn, same beats and burn. burn itself out. They're like, dude, we let's end on a high note. Yeah. Like, we're the highest grossing franchise of all time, yeah. movie of all time. It, it like I, I think Kevin Feige is a smart dude. He's like I don't want to shit on that legacy by just oversaturating everybody with Ant Man Five, which was, is coming. He did um, get in front of that board and show the next twenty fucking movies now and all the streaming service series that all tie into the movies. But they also now. did the same thing back whenever um, Avengers happened. Remember in the, back whenever oh, yeah. Infinity War was part one and two, and I think they rejigged that. There was an Eternals movie that we didn't that, that got can, pushed back. It became a, a TV series. Yeah, right? all yeah. that shit got rejigged. Oh, Inhumans became a TV series. Now yeah. the Eternals is going to be. Uh, Inhumans, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. Like that's their plan, but I'm sure, especially now, they're rejigging that plan. Oh, yeah. You know, reevaluating. I it. feel like just like the vibe I get as a general audience member, people are like, okay, it's getting confusing. We had a finale. Maybe if you waited five years to start this up again, but it's sort of like we like Marvel just fed us an eighteen course meal, yeah, and we're like, I'm so stuffed, and they're like, here's the new appetizer for the next eighteen, well, and we're like, what the fuck? I haven't even digested that one yet. That's how I feel with both Far From Home and what's the, the Sony forced that out. They didn't want that. The new Captain America Falcon one, where I'm like, can't these guys just for ten minutes, yeah. shit doesn't blow up? They just get to like. Just sit at home, for five years. sit in a hammock, read a book. Like, good lord, they literally just saved the fucking planet. But it's crazy they're making the same mistakes that print comics make, where they, they have gi- these giant storylines that are exhausting, and then they have ten more comics come out right away. It's mm-hmm. comics in the 90s again, where you have to get Spider-Man number 16, Captain America number 23, right, 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 uh, right. Punisher number 17, and then it all comes together to be part of it. And it's like, oh my god. I have to do so much homework <laughs> just to read that one mega right. issue. And now it's, you got to watch all the streaming services or else you're not going to know what's going on. you got to watch all the, the series, streaming series. The irony is, and I get why they did it, but the irony is they can confidently release something like Guardians of the Galaxy, something no one gave a fuck about till James Gunn put his name on it, mm-hmm. and attract a huge crowd. They did shoehorn in an, an Infinity Stone, Stone into that movie mm-hmm. to tie it all in. in. The first one, yeah. But like, I think at this point, people would be cool with one-offs. Like, yeah. get fucking Cumberbatch to pop in for a cameo or Thor to, you know, once yeah. in a while. And that's it. You can film that shit on a green screen. But like, otherwise, I think you're fine just doing don't, no standalones. More, don't do Galactus next. You no, know? just give us some time away. Yeah. And I, I know you didn't like uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, but I rewatch. I rewatched it during the quarantine, and like. It's been like a year. My expectations changed. It's a good movie. Hmm. It's a solid flick. Um, this is so not from... the Joker. Yeah, it's it, like, just Joker. I just wish they cut the Wayne family. If yes. they just changed the name so like it was the fucking Cobblepot family, yeah. 
anything just yeah. that would have bumped it up a grade because it is a great study of just like yeah. oh here's how a system fails a dude and he just retaliates and I never like, I, like, I stand by him that I don't think he's the Joker at all he's just a Joker he's an avatar he's for, a, yeah right yeah, yeah. To, to discuss mental illness and what how it breaks down a person well without getting too specific I've had some you know meditative awakenings as of late mm -hmm. being able to disassociate the idea of like your physical form versus your consciousness blah 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 this is just a long way of saying I'm like I like the idea of watching that movie that guy that story that we see is just one of the many versions mm -hmm. of reality in that dude's it's head the at the end of the movie he's like oh, oh right yeah. yeah like that dude who's giggling that's the real joker yeah and he's on his way there, but he's like that. Like he's giggling. He's like that'd be a good story to tell one day. Yeah. Like that's a version I could. He's a, to. he's an unreliable narrator. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but my point was that's a standalone. I hope they don't do a sequel. Yeah, they and I like they, they they might end they up are. as a so huge. But even if they do a sequel, it's a sequel to that standalone story. It's not a universe sequel. So I think DC figured it out from looking at their animated properties because they keep releasing one shot animated movies that have nothing to do with the other animated movies. And they're incredibly popular. And I think they're starting to go, oh, we could just do this with live action. Yeah, because if you, it's not really the first time it's been done. I don't think James Gunn's Suicide Squad oh, is fuck, directly... Oh, that looks amazing. Is it related, though? Because like, we've got Margot Robbie and Boomerang coming back. I but I don't think it's a direct sequel no. or has anything to do with the last one. No. And also, what's-his-face? Hugh Jackman played, like, three different versions of Logan. Yeah. I don't think that's supposed to be one Logan through no. that whole series. No. It's funny, like, we've seen this already. But we just didn't realize we, we were seeing it. Yeah, you know, like, Michael Gow's been Alfred to three different Batman. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, why not just, like, get Cumberbatch back, but don't have... It doesn't have to be the endgame, yeah. Doctor Strange. It's just another it's one. It's just another Doctor Strange. Yeah. In the multiverse of madness. Yeah. I heard there's... Uh, Tom Cruise might make a cameo as Iron Man. Oh, that's clever. Because he was originally supposed to be Iron Man. That's clever. And they could get him now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. It would be funny to if he just, for like one scene, he's like, ah, I'm Iron Man. Ah. <laughs> or, like, you know how they would do it, because they, they always green screen that shit, those cameos. The cow, the little mask pops open, yeah. and then you're all expecting Robert Downey Jr. And then, and then you get, hey, middle tooth. He's jumping on a couch <laughs> somewhere. That would be pretty funny. But, um, he's jumping on a couch. God, I already feel like out of steam because we just did a giant podcast. Yeah, we did. Fuck. Mm -hmm. We breezed by things that needed time to discuss that we discussed in the last one, like the pets and things, and we we're just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm so sorry to our listeners. It is you. You nailed it. It's like coming in halfway through a movie, and you got two guys being like, oh, it's a, some dude with a gun went to a house, and I don't know. Here's a less fucking impressive version of the thing that just happened, yeah. as told by me. That was a, like, we were really, we had our groove going. It was a really good conversation. Stella got her groove back. Yeah, Stella got her groove back pretty quick. We were worried we were going to be rusty after seven months. We weren't. Yeah. We are yeah. now. We are now. Because we're completely burnt out of Cause we, that last That last podcast was like pouring water on iron. We are just fucking rusted up. Oh. oh, good times. 2020, you're just a fucking... Yeah, I think that's very appropriate. <laughs> Objectively, now I'm not so upset about it because that's incredibly appropriate for 2020 <sighs> that we lost our our, our, our um, return to form podcast. And Wave 2 starting. I got a kid on the way. You might not get another podcast for another few months. That's everybody. correct. We were going to record like three today and now we don't have yeah, time Yeah, we to. barely have one. Mm. There you go. Good God. God damn. So... I'm gonna okay. I'll talk about White Panther then. 
Oh, yeah, White Panther. Which is the punchline, so the setup doesn't matter now. 2020, baby. 2020. Um, I like the idea, because Disney is a corporate whore who will give money anywhere, so I thought of a funny sketch would be to start off with a write-up, like, uh, it's 2035, white nationalists are the number one box office contributors to motion pictures. Disney has responded, and then it's a trailer for White Panther. <laughs> I just thought that would be really, really funny. Uh, you know, who <laughs> plays White Panther? Yeah, who would have to be? It would have to be... Someone who is openly right wing now in Hollywood. Oh, you know, I was gonna say fucking Homelander, that actor. But you, but if it is Disney, and we're going that route. We're going the full nine yards. Yeah. It's got to be like, hmm. It's got to be someone who's kinda famous now, but not really yet. And this will be the thing that like, well, Disney wants me. I don't fucking care what the content is because this will make me bankable as an actor. Who would it be? All I can think of is what's his face, Bob blah blah. Blah, blah. development. What's that actor's name? Scott Baio? Scott Baio? He's that's an old-ass White Panther. I know. Especially by 2034. <laughs> I, well, that's not, that, you, you try to think of a young, up-and-coming right-wing actor. <laughs> no, no, no. Dean Cain. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Tom Holland. He just needs a paycheck. Or Hilary Duff. I could see her. Yeah, Slowly. White Panther's a girl. Yeah. Well, actually, no. If the White Nationalists have taken over, they don't fucking want... They won't go to a chick movie. You don't think? Mm-mm. I don't care how white they are. She's still not a man. Yeah, but you know those Karens—they got—they yeah. got wallets. They got. Deep oh, pockets. that's a, I want to recreate that <laughs> point too. I love that we're living in a world now where white women are finally realizing that not white people hate them as much as they hate white men. Mm -hmm. That was a big revelation for them. Yeah, the, it, it, that. I think I was talking about it a couple months ago. Where I was just like, I really hope that's the end. Of just the indignant being like, white man is the problem. It's all men. I'm like, mm, yeah, but you're in the jacuzzi here with me. To paraphrase, <laughs> yeah, to quote Bill Burr, you're in the jacuzzi right there with him. So it's just like, and the fact that you're oblivious of it makes you even worse. Like if you're a white guy and you're like, yeah, okay, I gotta check my privilege. That kind of sucks. At least you're taking responsibility for it. But like, just simple shit, just the simple self awareness. Mm. Stop taking pictures of yourself. Stop looking at your fucking phone yeah. and walking into folk. <laughs> Stop thinking that, like, I don't know, your trip to the malls for some reason is more important than the thousands of other, other people, people who are in there at the same excuse time. Excuse me, excuse me. I just don't understand it. I had a dark point that I guess this is a good segue into it, why equality will never exist. In any people culture... People like feeling better than other people. Not only that's it, in any culture anywhere, it's not white people, it's humans. Mm -hmm. Like, if you go into a culture where it's like, go to China... And a group of white people start demanding that they get hired as a specific hire. Chinese people are going to fucking hate it. I think it's impossible because even the most forward-thinking person has that subconscious lizard brain of survival of the fittest. Mm. And as soon as something takes away your leg up, you consciously might be like, oh, that's the right thing to do. But subconsciously, you're going to not approve, even no matter how much you try. I really think that. Like, the second that the most progressive white dude loses the ability to feed his family because the company has a quota to meet of not-white dudes, right. you're going to lose an ally. Maybe not vocally and openly, but subconsciously. How can a lizard brain primate whose only fucking goal is to spread his seed and eat enough food to survive at the core of our psychology ever be okay with a system that takes any advantage away from them. Well, and also when that you know system I mean? is kind of built on us, 
like predisposed racism to begin with. Like we right. have to hire X quota because we didn't beforehand. Didn't it's before. like now I'm getting all fucked up because of some ancient bullshit that we're still following. You know what I mean? Like now right. I'm losing out because some ancestors didn't know how to fucking act right in the first place. And it's any system. Like like I said, if you go to China and a bunch of white people, like mm-hmm. a million, two million white people go and live in China. And then Chinese company, and they make enough of a ruckus. That's what's that, happening in Malawi, my dad's country right now. A bunch of uh, Chinese industrials are moving in there, right? And buying up all the land, and they're just hiring Chinese contractors. And, so I and a bunch of Malawians are fucking are pissed. pissed. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's not a white thing. It's not a Chinese thing. It's not a black thing. It's a human mm-hmm. survival thing. Like if you have a social advantage, you will never want to subconsciously give that up because that assures you a dinner. Here's what we and do. a way to feed your kids. I, I think the way to do it though is you just slowly start leaking psilocybin into the tap water. <laughs> and you'll start to notice a lot more people being like, hey, wait a minute. That guy's just me with different colored pants. I'm a dickhole. I don't even think it's like, it's nothing with different colored anything. It's like, if, if suddenly a company had to hire people with blue eyes, people with fucking green eyes are going to be pissed about that. About blue-eyed motherfuckers? About blue-eyed motherfuckers. It's just dead at, you're a dead-eyed race. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what color my eyes are. They're like, uh, they go, because you know blue is colorless. Mm. If you have That's blue, like pigmentless It's eyes. a Yeah, because all the, the color you see in blue eyes is the light reflecting off of it. There's no actual pigment in your eyes if they're blue. But mine are like kind of a greeny, blue, fucking muddled, I don't know what exactly they are. I don't know what color hmm. my eyes are, because I don't know the color wheel enough to go, uh, aquamarine or something. Like, what is color is this? And that is a, uh, I would say an olive green, sir. It's kind of greenish. That's a phthalocyanine. No. <laughs> so that means I do have a little pigment in my eyes. Because if you have pure blue eyes, it's just the light reflecting off that creates that color. Hmm. I just learned that recently. Interesting. Did not know that. Interesting. So I don't know what the fuck color eyes. But yeah, I just don't see it. I don't see any, anyone's, subco- lizard, anyone's lizard brain, no matter race, creed, nationality, or sexual orientation, ever being okay with a system that takes an opportunity away from them that was previously a given. What what if, as a subsidy, they give you, like, a tax break and a t-shirt? I think that's how you fucking do it. (laughs) Well, I've never encountered it. My lizard brain's still just eating flies going, what's going on? They're like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you a buck of beer. We'll give you, you like, 500 bucks a month. Remember how buck of beer was our... uh, well, fuck, what was it? What was the Trump thing? There was a Trump one. Uh, fuck, I'm not going to remember what it was. But yeah, it was kind of like, W had one. George George Jr. had one, too. Where it was, it was like, like... an incentive. An incentive where it was like, get, wait, I get a $200 check every month. I, I remember this, like, a bunch what of people it? talking about, like, what? but, hold on, you, you're forgetting about your $200 yeah, check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I remember it blew our minds back in the back when Ford was elected that ours was buck a beer. It's the most sadly Canadian thing ever. Like, they watched an episode of Bob and Doug McKenzie and they're like, we've got it. Yeah. <laughs> you silly we've bastards. <laughs> uh, so, well, speaking you... of Canadians, oh, what do you got? I got nothing interesting. What do you got? I've been watching that. You ever watched the Schitt's Creek? I love Schitt's Creek. You've watched the whole thing? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, I haven't seen the last season. Okay. There we go. But I, because I'm not a fan of Canadian comedy right? generally. I don't like Brett Butt. I don't like Corner Gas. I don't like Red Green shit. Show. I don't like this hour's 22 minutes. Like, I'm not, never been here. Anything but, on CBC, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Our taxes go to it. We can bitch about it all we want. That's true. 
Um, but yeah, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara, fucking him and his son, whatever Paul Levy or whatever his name is. Yeah, his real his character's David, Dan, he's Daniel. Daniel, Daniel. Levy, it's great. It's Even, so good. It's dude. such a good show. I, I, because I similarly like I've always had a predisposition to CBC shows. I'm like, unless George Strombolopoulos is interviewing a musician, I'm not watching it. I want to tell you my George Strombolopoulos story after. Oh, it's okay. Bookmark Strombo. Yeah. Um, I, he's, I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, fucking. I remember seeing the posters all the time and just the title I was like haha very funny but I love how one that's literally a conceit in the first episode is they're forced to live in this town because they're such rich entitled assholes yeah. they bought the name based on it they bought a the city joke. based on a joke yeah, for a birthday present for a birthday present and two like you said I've been watching those Christopher Guest movies forever I, I fucking love Eugene Levy I love I met Catherine O'Hara once and I you geeked, told me the story yeah. I geeked the fuck out the Horseshoe Tavern she was the sweetest human being on the planet can you tell the uh, the, the answer to the question of Tim Burton oh can god go okay podcast? yeah yeah cause he's not relevant anymore right no no he's just a <laughs> Disney shill <laughs> um <laughs> take that Timmy boy he um I saw her, I, this was St. Patrick's Day, and I, I was in I was in the St. Patrick's State, and uh, with, with zero zero fucking uh, hesitation, I asked her. I just have one question: Is, is, is Tim Burton a dick? <laughs> and being her as polite as she was, she she legit answered. She was just like, no, 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 no. He's he, he's not. He's very like withdrawn and quiet. He's very eccentric, like he's like, and I said, an art student? She's like, exactly. That's exact, he's like an art kid. That's just all he is, is just a big art kid. He apparently hates comic books. And apparently, yeah, has a fucking predisposition to comic books, but... Can I also point out that... And all, really loves nepotism, but go on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all the animals that made noises on the podcast aren't around anymore, but now we got a new one. We got a new one. Welcome, Henson, barking. to the show. You didn't get, we didn't bitch about Henson. This is the oh, first time. Yeah, yeah we, that got deleted, too. You're Chewbacca. He's a asshole. You're Chewbacca cross with Dennis the Menace on fucking crack. <laughs> Bath salts. He scraped up your arm. He scraped up my arm. Yep. He's uh, he's not violent in any way. He just can't control his uh, excitement. He gets, he's very energetic. He is like a kid on yeah. Red Dye number five in Sugar. He's just like Bye! within like five minutes of me coming here and taking my shoes off we caught him playing with the insole of my boots he got I, that out in two seconds i don't know how he got that out <laughs> his tongue is like like a meter long it's skinny and long it's like an anteater's tongue it's creepy yeah. as fuck so i just picture he's just like see the t-rex in the book of jurassic park it just goes <laughs> in and wraps around your shoe insert and comes back out question yeah why is strombo an asshole oh actually no not really uh my story is super simplistic um it's just i was at a, a bar and he came in with his little entourage and was quite the uh, center of attention, sort of uh, like ordering people around, taking seats and stuff. And it was, he just seemed like a real, like entitled mm. douchebag. I used to work at he just a, had that sense of entitled douchebag. I used to work at a bar. And actually, he used to come in the CN Tower quite a bit too. For really? like, yeah, because he used to interview people in that room downstairs. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but I don't know. I never tried to speak to him. I never really cared to. But like every time I saw him, I'd be like, hey man, because and you'd be like, hey, I'm like yeah. Like you would never Maybe be he's like having a bad night. Maybe could his be. girlfriend just broke up with him or something. I don't know. I th I don't know. Uh, I don't want to speak out of court here. I don't know if he had a thing because he was looking rough for a while. Yeah. And like whenever people are involved with the music industry, I'm always like, if you look a little rough, I don't know your story. Something might be up. There was but... a guy, a host, one of the hosts of some Canadian Toronto-based shit show. I don't remember what it was. And uh, Master I... T. No. PJ Freshville. I I, even at the time, I didn't recognize him. And someone said like, oh, he's the host of blah blah blah. And I was like, oh okay. 
Um, but it was at the Yuck Yucks, I think, because I used to get my old sketches played there. Okay. They'd have video nights. And then one night I was just there, and uh, this guy came in and just stood on stage with paper in his hands, telling jokes, like, uh, so uh, blah, 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 and blah, 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 and then she did this. Is that funny, guys? Guys, is that funny? I need it for the show. Is that funny? All right, next joke. Uh, and he was like, ah, and then just walked off the stage, and he was such a pretentious asshole. I wish I it could It was remember. Rick Mercer. It may have been. <laughs> <laughs> the camera was just tilting wildly as he walked up and down the stage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he did do that a lot. He's candid angle. I, I, I forgot about that. so hard. Because every point, he'd be like, boom, To make point, it look, I boom, forgot point. about that. Yeah, it, oh. uh, Rick Mercer was great ten years ago, and now is is kind of <sighs> weird. Uh <laughs> Do you remember the you remember Speaker's Corner? Of course. Remember the Devil's Speaker's Advocates? Corner. No, I'm that? The Devil's Advocates, they always showed up with their little uh, devil's horns and they were smoking cigarettes and cigarettes. Oh horns. my god, yes, now I do. Yes, now we're talking we, about the Devil's French Advocates. Accents. Oh my uh, god, yes. Oh, I forgot all about them. Yeah. Oh my god. Did we you are act- back. We are the Devil's yeah. Advocates. Did you ever make it to air? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, was on, I went on a couple times. I don't think I ever, I never watched it, so I don't um, know if I ever actually made it on the when show. When I say made it to air, I'm not sure if they actually aired our segment. Yeah. But I remember, I remember there's a show where they compile all the footage all the together. Things, yeah. and like During the credits, they would show a bunch of TV monitors, and it was like edgy candid angle Rick Mercer yeah, yeah, candid yeah. angles on the TV screens my sister and I were in that end oh, montage nice. yeah so I'm not sure if they ever air- aired our actual clip but our, that we were in at least that that footage could probably be used against me in the 21st century now because I remember we went on because it was like 2006 so before Imagine what they didn't air right well because we I went on with a friend of mine and then we just made a joke that we were coming out as gay so now like in 2006 you're like uh, it's two straight guys coming out as gay. Get it? Ha ha. But the and, thing is, but now that's like holy shit. That's the end of the fucking world for those that career of that person. True. So I'm glad that did not. I get think it, it's safely buried though because some fucking intern back in like the 90s would have watched that clip and been like, okay, it's just two gay guys. Like this isn't interesting. This is <laughs> would have kept going. Yeah. You know, they came out. Like, we good for them. We were just wasted, and then we got in. I don't know. But don't you know. realize that's one of those things that's only funny to YouTube because yeah, you know no. the truth. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Um, but we had other things to talk about, and I think, it, like, the caveat at the end was like, and we're coming out! <laughs> and then walked off. But, um... Was that you sucking his dick at that the was end? Me sucking, okay. No, that was me drinking a beer. Oh, oh, But, oh, um, oh. I don't know why, because it's, you know, when you're, like, 22 and you think it's funny to do shit like that, because it's objectively not as soon as you're not 22 anymore. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable about my fucking, my sexuality! Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gay, question mark! <laughs> uh. But, yeah, that was, and I imagine that bit now would, uh be met with some... Hey, at least I'll get my name out there. A little bit of chagrin. <laughs> a little bit of chagrin. Oh, man. I have a cat down here in our little recording studio. Getting the nails She's in your feet. getting just litter and fur all over my feet. I believe they're bringing back Speaker's Corner. Oh, so, really? Uh, in this day and age, this that should be fucking interesting. <laughs> I wonder how it would go. Because they're not going to let anything go on air. No, no. I, I mean, same thing as back then, right? But back then, I don't know, because we are in a new era of, like... Words have been given so much fucking power sure. now. Oh, I see what you mean. Which is the opposite of what words should be. I mean, I get they lead to ideas, but also they they can't be weapons mm-hmm. if you don't let them be. 20, Only you can make them that. Twenty bucks, they're gonna keep it safe and not just so not to offend offend anybody. Yeah, and it's just gonna become like a hub for weird internet videos, like people wearing chicken costumes and going singing. blah blah blah. It's gonna yeah. be America's Funniest Home Videos in a booth, or like Queen West. <laughs> you know, like sometimes you walk around Queen West and you're like, is that old lady just wearing a hot dog? 
costume just a panhandle. Yeah. Like I think that's what Speaker's Corner is going to be. Weirdness. You're going to see a line down the block of people like with spinning plates and rubber chickens. I hope they do do it. I hope they actually are honest with it and have like right-wing idiots screaming their opinions and left-wing idiots screaming their opinions and make a good conversation happen out of it would be fascinating. But they're probably going to neuter it. I think you're just going to get a lot of people jerking off. That would be great. That's, do you remember how filthy that, <laughs> that booth was? was literally on the corner of Queen and John, yeah. which is right in the heart of Queen West. So it's already, especially in the 90s, not the cleanest of neighborhoods. No. And it was revolting. It was revolting. Because there's, imagine this, folks, fellow, like, dear listeners. There's thousands of pay phones across the city, and they're all disgusting. Yeah. There was one speaker's corner. Yeah. So amalgamate all that all filth that into that. one box. I like, picture that full of coronavirus. Oh, man. Hey, yeah. I heard they're getting rid of sneaky D's. Okay, so that was a big thing. There was a petition that went online. I'm not sure if it helped, but it definitely uh, they're Did definitely they're... including sneaky D's in the development of Interesting. The, the future. But are they still rebuilding it, though? Uh, they're likely going to rebuild that block, yeah. That's a shame, because why not just move it somewhere else, then? It seems like cool Toronto's getting pushed farther north every oh, yeah. year. Yeah. So if they're going to redo it, it's going to get Starbucked, but just called Sneaky D's. Have what's, you seen what's the, fucking point? This, the uh, Fox and the Fiddle on John Street, the one we all used to go to across oh, from Hooters? Yeah, no, what's that happened to? They, the one it, we both got kicked out of at different times? Did we both? That's yeah. probably true. I won't deny that. Yeah. Um, it's now like a fox in the fiddle, like in the basement of a condo. With like, oh, you know how no. fox in the fiddle has that new sign where it's like the silhouette of the fox. Yeah. It's all like fancy pants. So in that same location, exact That's same a, location, a, a high rise. But now? it's literally built into the like the lobby of the high rise. That was like nothing around. There's like railroad tracks around that shit when I first moved to Toronto. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like pretty nothing. much anything south of. Uh, I remember King Street, pretty much like, or front definitely mm. south of front. Like it was all just railroad lines yep. and fucking creepy, like. Where the um, uh, roundabout is, steam whistle. It looked pretty much like that, yeah, but yeah, for yeah. miles in either direction. Is Hooters still there? It is. Is it all fancy Hooters? <laughs> no, I don't think. I think that's an oxymoron. <laughs> Those don't exist. Tears. <laughs> Welcome to this. And I heard the uh, main outbreak for fa- for Phase Two has come from strip clubs. Uh, yeah, uh, Brass Rail was totally responsible. Yeah, surprise, fucking surprise. There's a reason that people before they knew what germs were thought God hated in sexual indulgences. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're the epicenter of disease and outbreaks. That's right. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's right. It's nothing religious about it. It's no. just fucking science. You can only wipe down the pole so much, sweetheart. Do you remember when they first started doing that? Way back in the day. When um, they first started coming out, because I haven't been to a strip club in probably 10 years. It's been a while. It's been a long time. But back in the day when they first started coming out with wet wipes, uh. and they'd sexily wipe down the pole yep. beforehand, and how, like, odd that was. It's almost like trying to clip your toenails, like, sexily. There's just not a good way to do it. Okay. What are you doing there, you're just honey? You're just reminding me, of, oh, yeah, that pole and this place and me. Are fucking filthy. <laughs> we all have fleas of some variety now. It's just awful. There's particles of God knows what in this air right now. Yeah. Mm. We didn't talk about any movies, really. Talk about Tenet. I guess we talked about Tenant. This has been incredibly. The last podcast was also unfocused, but it was interesting. Mm-hmm. This one has been unfocused, but I feel like we're both running out of steam. That's right. It's like when we used to record three of them. And how the third one was never very good. The third one was usually part two, right? Of a second of a two parter. It's just like so. Anyways, like we were this saying, yeah. <laughs> we breezed over a lot of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Is there any other? I did guess, we talk about the boys on this one? I don't remember we which one. We did not talk about the boys. It's going good places. The boys. The boys. Uh, I'm two episodes into season two. Yeah, I'm all caught up, and they're they're doing a lot of good work on the boys. Uh, Stormfront, that character I think is endlessly fascinating. That actor is amazing. She's she's, she's or, yeah, Stormfront. Sorry, I was thinking Homelander. Homelander also he, still yeah. Yeah. Um. Again, I don't want to spoil much, but like those two men are fucking just some of the most interesting like in terms of like every time i watch the boys especially season one whether it was the me too movement or commentating on religion there once you see the parable that garth ennis is building where you're like oh that's what you're trying to say mm-hmm. and it all comes together yeah it's so worth it because well, the love, first two oh, three episodes i was kind of like oh, where are you going with this yeah. but now it's starting to lock in well, i love how um how they rip on on our current social status of things so much in the first two episodes at least oh yeah like when the the can you say girl power and girls are strong and all this shit and then the, is it Stormfront who's just like it doesn't matter if you have a dick or a balls we're yep. all in this together what the fuck is this girl power shit and like, yeah that things like that do need to be said yep yep oh man like they're they're so on brand with everything like even uh, at one point they're watching the dailies for this movie they're filming and Homelander turns he's just like man those Zack Snyder punch ups in the dialogue are just <laughs> and I'm like you're leaving no stone unturned like that's pretty great it's so self referential in terms of the superhero genre but also while commenting on the larger scale of like War of the world of like how the western world's kind of become this fucking horrible media centric monster you know oh yeah um I like that uh, Homelander invented or I guess coined super villain Yes. It happened in episode two. And I like the way he keeps trying to make it trend. Like, he's like, super villain. Villain. And then <laughs> it keeps working, villain. too. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the only time I've seen him be good at his job. Well, and also because it's self-serving. That's the only time he's yeah, good at his job is when, when he, it makes him look good. Because they want to go with super terrorist. And he's like, I'm telling you guys, super villain. And yeah. I was like, yeah, that does sound yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, It was pretty great. Yeah, I love the, uh, the amalgamation of just, like, let's take... The, the idea of superhero movies and the boardroom meetings that get them made and just mash the two together. Yeah. So Captain America is literally sitting in the boardroom being like, "Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. That's not my brand." Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there are because I saw, again I watched only the first two, and then they talk about how Voight is a pharmaceutical company, and you're just a, they're all just products. Yeah, they're not. There is not a superhero company. It's a fucking pharmaceutical company, which is so smart. Like yeah. again, the sub commentary of just like, listen, pharmaceutical companies are making way more out of this fucking world of just like. Keeping also, you alive instead of fucking curing shit, you right. know? And I also took that as, like, the telecommunications companies own all the studios now. <laughs> so it's like the people who provide you internet are the richest fucking companies in the mm-hmm. world. Yeah. And they, have, they don't care about movies. That's just a byproduct yeah, yeah, of yeah. what they do. They buy HBO, because why not, you know? <laughs> AT&T buys HBO, because fuck it. $8 billion is pocket cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we didn't talk. We we lost our whole conversation about the Daredevil character getting his ears slapped by Homelander. Oh, uh, and blood popping out. Which was pretty great. Good times. If you'd heard that first podcast, our references right now would be on point. Oh, fire. <laughs> Spitting hot fire. Hot lab of fire. Um, I guess we're at 50 minutes. Uh, maybe I don't know what I'm going to cut out of here. Probably not. You know, really. we're getting to that part of the conversation where you're looking at the time. Yeah, I know. Because you got to go. You got to get going. I do. I'm going to leave all this in. I think. Because fuck it. Because I think I think the fact that we just lost <laughs> when it could arguably be one of our funnest podcasts needs to be really driven home. And the fact that we we're going to have like three or four backlogged, and now we got one going into wave two where we might not have another one for seven months that's correct so everyone just drink up every syllable because it might be the last fresh can of coke Mm. that you get 
It's going to mm. be flat-ass, half-empty colas from the fridge for the next few months <laughs> of just re-uploading shit. This is the 50th anniversary of something two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hard, man. I mean, especially with with you and, like, parental lockdown. Right? I, you know. Yeah. It's going to be tough. If, if you can do more of these swing-ups to do them down here in our little studio I've set up down here, that would be amazing. Yeah. I can always disappear for an hour to come record a podcast. I just don't know if I can bail. That's fair. Drive an hour. Yeah, to record, we can back. make something work. Yeah. We'll make something work. I can just... Uh, how, how What's your new job of delivery? Presently Sunday through Tuesdays. This is all stuff we could talk about off mic that no one cares about. <laughs> People care about our lives. We are influencers, DC. <laughs> I was going to say I could put an order in if you deliver it this far. <laughs> so That'd be so fucking right? funny. Why is your unload time an hour for this place but yeah. ten minutes everywhere else? Well, so many groceries. It's a lot of steps. They ordered two bananas. So so many. Slippery. So many. You ever slipped on a banana? It's a lot, yeah. It takes like an hour to get up. The way angle gets sprung. So. <laughs> but we'll um, make something work. We'll figure it out. Because we love you. Doing it over the phone, it's not so much that it takes longer to edit. As in the the conversation flow is so awkward, you know. Like when we do it over the phone, it feels like it changes it up. It changes it very. Have negatively. we tried? No, we did try skyping. Yeah, we tried for the Stanley one because it's like a phone call where it's like you're always kind of stepping over each other's lines, and then you go wait, wait, and then it's a pause, yeah. and it just kills the conversation. And then the and then like you were saying the other day on Red Dead, the audio disparity is so bad between right. our two recordings. It's just, I don't know. I found those those podcasts I'm always, like, super embarrassed by. Because <laughs> it's like, there's no flow to the conversation. The audio's so bad and different. Mean, you just different. feel bad for you, the listener, being yeah. like... <laughs> it doesn't have this conversational flow That's to true. it. That's you know? true. We'll figure something out. We will. We always do, except for the past seven months where we didn't. But, <laughs> going forward... Well, you know what? I'm going to hit pause on this. Let the last seven months to few years not reflect my behavior going forward. No, no. From now on, things are going to change. We're always evolving as people, (laughs) right? We're always changing. That's right. Always changing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess, I don't know. What else did we forget to talk about? All right. I think that's it for this week. We got to wrap this up. Do we got anything else? No, that's it. All right. Stay tuned, folks. We'll, uh, We'll talk to you soon. In the meantime... You can check us out, spaceactionheroes.com. Read some read some web comics. Wash those hands. Wash those hands. Wear your masks. Wear your masks. Wear your fucking masks. Er, er, yeah, just do that. Just fucking wear them. Just, just do it. Don't be a dick. Because you know what? If you're if, if everyone's wrong and the masks don't do shit, you know what? It's a, it's a lot less than if they're if they're they're right. And when and, this happened a hundred years ago when this happened and you went to jail if you didn't wear a mask, it's not like we kept wearing masks in perpetuity after that, like we were some sort of controlled populace. Yeah. Like, Believe me, if they wanted to put us all into fucking robot slavery, they would have done. They would have do done it, it <laughs> like easily a while they ago. Proven over and over again, they could just. Toss they wouldn't us be like, "Here's an optional thing you right. can wear to secure yourself." <laughs> right. Uh, just wear your Little do they know. All right. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. we got we got we got wrap it, it was really good to uh, talk at all of you again who mm-hmm. listen. It's really nice mm-hmm. to uh, be back. It's really good. It's good to see you. Good to see you too, sir. Let's let's all just. Are you talking to me or safe. them? Talking to you. Oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> see them. <laughs> we just feel them in, in our, our hearts. hearts. <laughs>